Hello and welcome to Allie the Librarian Book Talks. I hope you all are enjoying a great start to your summer. I hope it's a big summer of reading. And I'm also noticing that there are a lot of professional development sessions available for the next few months. And I hope to be signing up for plenty of them to prepare for the next school year. Today, in fact, I went to one called the North Texas Library Camp, and it was so informative. It had great energy. I'm sure that is due in part to one of the presenters, very talented, Amanda Hunt, also known as the Next Gen Librarian. She gave an incredible session on digital badges, and she is my guest today. So we'll be speaking with Amanda. She's got some great selections to book talk today. Just to tell you a little bit about her, she is a middle school librarian out of New Braunfels, and she is a pioneer for us librarian, making our way onto the TikTok space, trying to engage with our students, and she's just done an amazing job of it. So if you want to hear the selections that Amanda has brought to us, go ahead and stay tuned. Amanda Hunt, I have been looking forward to this episode ever since I quote unquote proposed to you on TikTok. I remember sending you a TikTok at 9.30 at night telling you, hey, I've got an idea. Do a duet with me. I'd love for you to be on the podcast and reply whenever you have a chance. Well, you gave me the reply two minutes later, and it was a fantastic duet TikTok. And you are just an expert at making these really engaging videos and really utilizing this social media platform to engage with your students. It's just fabulous. Now, tell me about this community of librarians on TikTok, and how did you enter this super hip stratosphere? It's so funny that that li- fellow librarians call it hip when my students call it cringe. So thank you. <laughs> that makes me feel really cool right now. Um, That's pretty normal. <laughs> where we think it's it's hip, and then the kids are like, "Oh, cringe." But exactly. Whatever. Exactly. We're trying. <laughs> I will bask in that because <laughs> I don't hear it that often. I get to hear about the TikToks from the students the next day. So um, I started getting involved with TikTok um, about a year and a half ago. Um, my students, as we all have experienced, if you work with kids, um, have been obsessed with the renegade dance um, mm. around Christmas of 2019. And uh, they kind of challenged me to learn it. And I am not one to back down from a challenge very easily. So I spent my entire Christmas break learning that dance. And so I, I recorded it and, um, and my students just lost it. And it became kind of like this renegade joke on my campus that um, Miss Hunt was doing TikToks and you can follow her. And then we had a pep rally in February and I was asked to compete in a TikTok dance-off against the um, the boys. It was boys versus girls. So we had to learn this huge combo and everything like that. And and that just really like got me a lot of street cred right before. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the kids enjoyed that. And then it's funny because like, you know, we went into um, quarantine after that. And this year when I came back um, on campus, I had new sixth graders that I, you know, we couldn't see each other's faces because I had we had masks on and um, they were like, oh my gosh, I follow you on TikTok. Like I was like this little (laughs) celebrity in our district. And so I I got to have these relationships with students before I even met them face to face. And so for me, it's, that's really what it's 
it's about. I, I do the TikToks. I, I will embarrass the heck out of myself. I do not care. Um, mostly because one, I have fun with it. And then also I take these trends and I make it librarian, you know, because if I want to show kids that social media can be fun and it can be appropriate and you can use it for all of these great things. Um, and it's really been great to connect with other librarians across the, the world, really. I love how you bring the digital citizenship aspect into your TikToks. Um, you're saying, you know, my TikToks are appropriate and I'm having fun with social media and you're demonstrating to your students. You're absolutely right that you can have fun on social media. You can be funny. You can be kitschy and at the same time, be a good digital citizen. And I think that's really important for all of us to demonstrate you know, being the model, being the example of making the right choices, putting appropriate content online, understanding that it's going to be there forever, Right. but you can still have fun. No one's taking it away from you. Just think before you post, right? So that is awesome that you're bringing that uh, to your students. Now, Amanda, you're also the chair of the Graphic Novel Maverick Reading List Committee, of which I'm a member oh, and I love so much. Um, <laughs> I only have one year. This is my last year, oh, though. No. I'm so sad, but it's okay. I had, you know, this is going to be my third year and I had two wonderful years I, and I got to serve in a pandemic year, which is so different, but at the same time, it was so therapeutic talking to you girls about the craziness of the times, along with some very much needed book talking therapy. Maverick committee is just so very special to me. So you're the chair of this committee. And I wanted to ask you, why are reading list committees so important to the library community and why should anyone consider volunteering? Um, I think that's such a great question. When I saw it, I was so excited that you were going to ask because I feel like um, some people have, there's a misconception that like the overachievers, you know, the ones that are always volunteering for everything are the ones that, that continually choose to do reading lists. And I honestly would like to open it up to everyone in the state of Texas and really push it because I have gotten so much out of being on a reading list committee. And a lot of people associate it with so, so, so much work extra. And, and to be honest, it is, you know, some extra it's work. A commitment. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is a commitment, but I feel like the rewards so outweigh that because you're right. Not only do we get to talk books with each other, but we're connecting over a love of a specific type of book. In our case, it is graphic novels, you know, manga and anime. And to be honest, if you told me 10 years ago that I was going to be on a graphic novel reading list committee, I would have told you you were crazy because as much as I've always been an advocate for them, I personally have not been a fan of graphic novels, um, you, you know, until I started actually, you know, getting on a committee and seeing all the amazing books that this type of genre has to offer. And so I have just 
like it's, it's helped me grow as a librarian. It's helped my library grow now that I see that. And to be honest, I run reports every year for my library and graphic novel is the most checked out section in my library by far. And so my library is genreified, but that graphic novel section, sometimes it doesn't matter a fiction book at all because they go straight to graphic novels. And we finally had a Newbery winner with New Kid by Jerry Craft a few years ago. And so, or last year. Um, and so that was so rewarding to see that we, you know, continue to advocate for these books to be in libraries, to not be only for free reading, to give kids the ability to read whatever they want when they have choice. It, it makes so much, so much, it means so much more to them. And so many times they're picking graphic novels and now I get to see why. And so having that perspective has changed who I am as a librarian. And there are so many amazing committees that we have that are, um, that you could be on, not just graphic novels, but um, you know, we have Topaz, we have nonfiction. If you want to read books like with Texas authors, if you want to do the young adult um, the Tayshas list, um, which I read so much young adult, I find that to be really interesting uh, committee to maybe be on one day in the future. So we just have so many because Texas is so big and we have so many choices. I feel like it's it's really important to give back in this way. And then we also get so many great books and get to have these great conversations about them with each other, which is important. Awesome. So Amanda, I just want to thank you for everything that you do at the Texas Library Association. Um, I know that being part of YART, being part of the reading committee, um, being a talk star librarian, uh, you also do some clubhouse meetings with, um, it's not just books and bonbons with Deborah Seaman. Um, Yes. There's a lot that you do. So <laughs> thank you very much for all that you do to advocate for the profession. It's, it's, it's very incredible when you see someone who is as motivated as you, as determined as you, and I can't wait to see so much more coming from you. Um, but it is time to talk books and I want to know what you have brought for us today. So like, this is like the hardest decision ever. I, I read a lot of books and I um, do a bookstagram um, post. And ever since the pandemic started, I've done pretty much a book review a day. I've been able to stay on that pace pretty steadily. And so for you to tell me to like narrow it down is like super hard. <laughs> like all day I was thinking in the back of my mind, okay, what am I going to pick? What am I going to pick? And so like lately I have been on a young adult kick. And so um, for today, I wanted to um, start with my young adult choice because as a middle school librarian, um, I do have middle grade and young adult books in my library. And so that's the big majority of what I read and review um, on my bookstagram page. Um, but today I wanted to talk about um, Of Princes and Promises. Um, mm. It is by uh, Sandhya Menhan. Um, it actually just released June 8th. So this week, what was that? Yesterday? Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's today. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually had an opportunity to read an advanced copy of this. And um, I'm a huge fan of Menhan's books. And so- Same. Yes, like incredible. I, yes, I, I just, I love everything she writes. She is like queen of rom com, in my opinion. And um, she, um, 
is um, Indian. And so all, most of her characters um, are as well. So I love the diversity that she brings. Not only that, but she always likes to have female characters in STEM um, because yes. she recognizes that that is such a need for our young women to see themselves um, in, reflected in books that are passionate about STEM. And, um, and so uh, the, this is actually the second in the St. Rosetta's Academy series. Um, the first one is Of Curses and Kisses, and they are both fairy tale retellings. And so Of Princes and Promises came out yesterday, it is, uh, or today, it is uh, Simon and Schuster books for young readers. Um, it's 320 pages. Um, so um, she a little thick, but it doesn't ever feel like that to me. Whenever I read her books, I get so immersed in the stories. Um, um, the first one came out two years ago, um, and it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And this one, A Princess and Promises, is a Frog Prince retelling. And so whenever I first saw her covers and I saw the books, I thought, mm, she might have delved into fantasy a little bit. And fantasy is never my go-to. I have to read all the fantasy books. I will read them. But I'm, I'm really big into like realistic fiction. And so um, it took me a little bit to read her first one but then I found out that actually the magic is very small part and actually it's never confirmed if it's magic or not and so I always like that is it really and so with this one we get to go back to St. Rosetta's Academy and meet uh up with uh, Katerina Laval. Uh, she is like an ice queen of their um academy and if you read the first one you'll know that she was like that in the first book. And then um, Raul uh, Chopra is our frog right now, not a prince yet. And he um, is kind of a dorky guy. Like he's socially awkward. He likes to read and, and tinker with things. And he's not really into like he's his friends get like offended by the things that he says because he's just not aware of how to talk to people. And but he's oh, I love him already. Yes, like he's such the underdog, you know, and uh, he um, has been in love with Katerina forever. He sees her heart on the inside, despite what she shares with the world. And when Katerina's horrible boyfriend cheats on her, uh, Raul is a shoulder for her to cry on. And so then she decides she needs a replacement boyfriend. And so, of course, she asks Raul, who's going to be, you know, like obviously saying yes to anything she asks him to start going to events with her so that she's not like left on her own and embarrassed and everything like that. But when he uses a special hair gel to get ready, he transforms into this dashing, charming supermodel kind of guy. And um, we don't, you know, you so there's the hint of it. Is it really magical or is it just him being out with her and feeling that way. And so then there are some feelings that that happen, but uh, some things get in the way of them actually be, and like, who does she prefer this debonair handsome guy or does she like the real role? And so um, it's really, it was just a really great follow-up to this one. And there will be a third book coming out in 2022. So magical hair gel. I'm so <laughs> I'm yes. sold. And then I just love the whole trope of, you know, is it kind of like fake dating? Yes. Yes. I love that trope. And Me too. Um, I love the whole, well, this dashing guy, he's, he's really great, but <laughs> 
maybe I love the, the real guy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, that I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm, I'm adding it to Goodreads. Awesome. Uh, and if, what you're a, a, if you're huh? a family members fan, a family matters fan from the nineties, there was Urkel. Right. And then like at one a few episodes, he would drink this cool potion and he would turn into Stefan Urkel. That's and like, right. that's, what I, that's what I thought of the whole time I was reading it. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's so suave and cute. You know, that is yeah. so funny. What a blast for the past. That's yes. right. Stefan Urkel. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I can see him clearly in my imagination right now. Right? Like, it's yes, like it's just childhood. <laughs> That's so funny. And for the listeners, you know, um, this author also wrote when Dimple met Rishi and many other novels since then, but I still remember reading Dimple when, when it came out and I laughed and I cried and, Oh, it was just one of those books where I closed it. And I thought this is an incredible novel. And I just never shut up about it. I recommended it over and over and over again. And luckily a lot of my kiddos checked it out and they loved it too. And I was able to, I mean, it's just the best when you have a student who checks out your recommendation and they love it just as much as you and yes. you get to gab about it all afternoon with them. You know, <laughs> that is the best. You kind of want to tell them like, don't go to class. Let's talk about books, you know, exactly. but all right, you got to go. <laughs> exactly. And, and that book has the best me cute, right? Yes. You know, the throwing copy. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. She's just a a super awesome author and I'm really excited to read this trilogy. I haven't read, uh, what is it? Of curses and kisses. Curses and kisses. Yes. Yeah. So I'll start there and I'll make my way through this trilogy. Awesome. Um, so I know that you have a middle grade recommendation for us, right? I do. Um, I, I struggled on this one because I've, I've kind of slacked a little bit in the last month or so on my middle grades. Um, but when I was going through my Goodreads of my reviews, I, I came upon and I just have not stopped talking about this book since I read it. Um, I was able to get um, an advanced copy of this one, um, but it did come out May 4th. So everyone should be able to enjoy it. It is called Flight of the Puffin um, by Anne Braden. And Anne Braden um, also wrote The Benefits of Being an Octopus, which completely gutted me when I read that one. Um, if you're a middle grade teacher or a librarian, um, hopefully you've read that book. Um, and it's really, it's changed a lot of lives and our thinking and how we um, and interact with our students and the things that they go through outside of the walls of our school. And so I was, this is a, her highly anticipated second book. And so whenever that happens, I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna love it as much as I love their first one. Um, I might love this one. Uh, it, it, even more than I loved the <laughs> benefits of being an octopus. Um, Flight of the Puffin um, is about 240 pages and it was pun uh, published by Penguin on May 4th. Um, and I had to do this one for uh, Pride Month. Um, this book um, does an amazing job of introducing um, the LGBTQ community at an elementary, like upper elementary level um, without ever saying one word about anything because it talks about um, equity and it talks about 
um, our students as um, individuals and not under, you know, some sort of like political agenda or anything like that. And so um, it, it's really a, a book about kindness and, and treating others the way we would want to be treated. And, and she tells it in such a unique way. So um, this book follows four kids. Um, we have Libby, who whose parents um, and her brother are just bullies. You know, they're not very nice to her. They're not nice to other people. And she really does not want to be like them. Um, all she wants to do is draw. And, um, but she got suspended again because of her name and her family and um, the stereotypes that have been put on her because of that. Um, on the up opposite side of the country, we have Vincent, who is a kid that is like super into mathematics, like Katherine Johnson level. Um, and he is a nonconformist um, child who is struggling with being bullied at school because he'll wear like a puffin t-shirt and um and doesn't want to take it off and doesn't want to change who he is but <laughs> he's missing school because he's being bullied and um at, at school and then we have um t who is a homeless child um that uh one of our our, our other kids gets to meet on the sidewalk who is starving um but he's not able to live at home anymore um because of him, um, T possibly being a part of the trans community. Um, mm -hmm. They were kicked out of their house at um, you know, 11, 12 years old. Uh, and then we have Jack who is this big hearted kid in a very rural school that the school's about to be closed because they are not meeting the regulations. The regulations being that they need to have a um, unisex bathroom for our LGBTQ students that don't feel comfortable going into a male or female bathroom. And the school isn't up to making those changes. They don't want to. And um, so one of the students, so we have Libby, who decides to get a card and make a message and send it across the country um, to, uh, it happens to be Vincent who gets it. And um, it's a message of hope. And that he is seen and loved by someone, even if they've never even met before. And it sets off a chain reaction um, with one card. And so I was able to participate in Ann Braden's um, Flight of the Puffin uh, read-along in the spring, and she sent postcards. And my students were able to write on them and draw um, messages of hope and of love. And they gave them out randomly on our campus. To oh, how students. awesome is that? Yeah. That is fantastic. <laughs> wow. So it just, it just like um, really hits home when you see, um, and you know, if you have students on your campus that are part of LGBTQ, um, it's just this book um, will change lives, but it will save lives, I believe. So I feel like having these conversations and um, supporting our students in, in all these different ways. Um, this book, I believe a lot of campuses are choosing to do it for One Book, One School um, and, and doing the reading packets that she has provided on her website. Um, so, um, I, I highly recommend this one uh, for my middle grade friends. You know, it sounds like a really important book for these times and our students need this type of literature to learn empathy and that every person matters. It also sounds like this book would spur really interesting discussions or reflections from the students. I'm sure they would be incredibly insightful. We need more of this in the world, and thank you so much for bringing this book to us. Now, what was that book that was before Flight of the Puffin? 
Um, her first novel ever, and The Benefits of Being an Octopus. And um, that book centers along um, students in poverty um, that have to take care of like younger siblings and worry about taking, making sure they have food and electricity and, and things that no, no kid should have to worry about. Um, and it was also told with such you know, empathy and, and really, I mean, it's, it's hard to read these books without just like, I mean, as educators and hopefully as humans, you know, without completely just losing it (laughs) while you're reading it. So. Absolutely. I've, I've been known to ugly cry to many a book. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Wow. And I love these titles. Yes. Right. They stick out. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. But um, I'll definitely be adding these to my Goodreads TBR. I swear. I feel like Goodreads should pay me. I. Absolutely. That app, (laughs) I'm always using it. I'm always mentioning it. I, as soon as I finish a book, I don't know if you do this, but when I finish a book, I immediately want to see it the reviews for it on Goodreads to see what everyone else thought. And uh, usually I think it's wonderful. And I see all these reviews like, well, I guess it was okay. (laughs) What? Did we read the same book? Exactly. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, absolutely. I get on there and I'm like, how could anyone ever have given this less than five stars? Like exactly (laughs) hard to please people. Yeah. So Amanda, thank you. Those were awesome selections. Uh, I know that you're going to get a lot of our listeners very excited to read these two books and we are going to do a quick lightning round of five oh. questions where you need to answer the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. You got that? Yeah. All right. Let's get started. Let's have a little fun before we say goodbye. Here we go. Tea or lemonade? Tea. Favorite romance book? Oh, we're just talking about Dimple, but I just read oh, okay. um, XOXO and it's a K-pop romance, which I'm obsessed with as we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> I love it. The last song you listened to. Oh, I can't say it. It's inappropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the last appropriate song you listened to? <laughs> the last, I'm going to open my iTunes. Oh, Say My Name, Destiny's Child. Yes. Ooh, love it. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say every language. I've always wanted to be multilingual. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I know if I would have asked this question of my last guest, Q the Librarian, she would have said Halloween. (laughs) She Uh, loves Halloween. (laughs) Yes, her and Lispy. It's like a whole month long celebration. (laughs) Absolutely. So thank you, Amanda. You were such a great sport. That was really awesome. And I know um, this may throw you a little off track, but earlier in this episode, we talked about it's not just books and bonbons, which is a group that's on Clubhouse. Can you talk a little bit about that group? Absolutely. Um, so Clubhouse kind of popped up uh, a couple of months ago for me. Um, Deb Zeman um, is uh, my co-host with that. Um, she 
asked me to get on it. And Clubhouse is an interesting app because it is, you know, it's not like one type of people are there, like literally, you know, celebrities, you know, famous authors, my husband, Jason Reynolds is on there. So that's mm-hmm. all I needed to know to get on. <laughs> um, and so whenever you um, get on, you have to have, it's by invitation only, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I think is so, you know, and whatever, but I, um, <laughs> I think, you know, stuff like that should be open to anyone. And also you have to have like an Apple device right now. I think they are working to roll out different Android user um, platforms, but it is like what we're doing right now. It's, it's to, it's people having a conversation and you can raise your hand to come up to the stage. And, and when we would first got on, whenever you search librarian, nothing came up like um, Liberia came up. And so <laughs> Deb and I were like, we need to be in the conversation. Cause if there is an app an ed tech, you know, it tool, something out there that people are on, you know, we honestly feel like librarians should be a part of the conversation. And generally um, when people think of librarians, a lot of people have had not great experiences with librarians. We we shush people and we make everyone quiet. And a lot of people think we just sit and eat bonbons in our chair and don't do anything. And as anybody listening to this that is involved in education should know, that is not true. And so we wanted to make sure that not only are librarians a part of the Clubhouse conversation is that we are advocating for ourselves and our jobs. I've been fortunate to join in on a few of those conversations on Clubhouse, and it always feels like I'm amongst friends. I can't wait for more librarians to join in on the conversation, which will make for a, a bigger share of ideas. So for our listeners, where can they connect with you on social media? Um, so my um, my brand is The Next Gen Librarian, and that is my handle on Instagram, on Twitter, on Clubhouse, on TikTok, on um, Facebook, anywhere you go. <laughs> I am branded. Oh, I'm even branded on Peloton. So follow me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amanda, for chatting with me about books. I know that your time is very precious. You know, you have um, a lot of things on your plate. And I just want to thank you again for all of the time that you contribute to our profession for being such a wonderful advocate. I've had a blast, uh, recording this episode with you. And I know that we've been talking about it for a bit and I'm glad that we were finally able to record it. And, uh, you just did not disappoint. You brought some books that are just fire and I cannot wait to read them. So I appreciate you coming on and you know, you're welcome anytime. Oh, this was such an amazing experience. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this for librarians, for Texas librarians, for your RGV people. We appreciate you for everything that you do as well. So keep, keep book talking. We love it. Absolutely. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode's book talks. Remember to give book talks of your own whenever you can. You can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search up Allie the Librarian and let me know what books I've just got to add to my TBR. All right, keep reading those books and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.